0: Brown 45 Brown 45 High 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 high
1: high You are listening to Any Given Sunday Australia Alrighty, joining us now is an absolute giant of a man 6 foot 6 310 is what I could find, but it could be different. Described as one of the toughest linesmen in Dade County, committed to the University of Miami, number 77 for the U, Mr. Frankie Lau. How are you, Mace? Hey, what's going on, boys? How you doing? Yeah, real good, real good. You are down in Australia, so it's a much friendlier time zone for us to actually speak to you, which makes life a lot easier. Definitely. So you're in, you're in town for a, a, a suit fitting for a wedding in the future? Yeah, so,
2: well, I came back to see the family, uh, flew in. I got two weeks off uh, for spring break for high school, and I returned back Sunday. So,
1: quick look. You also, uh, I just wanted to check how the mouth's feeling, mate. You've lost a couple of teeth since you've come down, haven't you? Yeah, I know. There's four
2: wisdom teeth, man. Uh, they hurt so bad coming out of uh, recovery, but I mean, it's good. Did you go? The well
0: enough. Nah, Did you go fully under, or was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah i had to <laughs> I had to. because <laughs> some people do it in the dentist chair I, like it baffles me i was the same i was like no nah, put me under get him out yeah nah.
1: i'm uh, i'm still as wise as they come i've got all four of mine so you can all get stuff
2: <laughs>
1: uh frankie you said you've seen a couple of our things and uh something that i really like it's always me don't worry about the other boys but i like to to find out a little bit about yourself just three people that you would have at a dinner party just to get an idea of uh, the kind of person you are. Uh, On the Troy, spot.
2: Troy Polamalu. Oh, yeah. Muhammad Ali. Ali and Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump? <laughs> Donald Trump.
1: Why Donald Trump? I don't know. I kind
2: of just... Uh, well, he's just been in America too. I felt like he might be the greatest president in America, so... And I like yeah, him. He's right. an interesting guy. I feel like you know he'd be a character to talk to at the dinner table. He's definitely someone that'll bring up some interesting conversations. So. Oh, shit, shit. <laughs> <laughs> is he?
1: In, is he in prison at the moment, or no, did he no, not no. Get... He was at the US fight the other
0: day. So oh. Good to hear about. <laughs> <Was> he... <laughs> that's awesome. Did you not see that? There was a, a, a picture oh. of him and Dana White being like,
1: "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> nah, I didn't see that. That's awesome, buddy. <laughs> yeah, nah, look, like, that's the first time i have heard Trump. So that's. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant you can I can understand the other two Muhammad Ali especially I reckon he'd have uh, a lot of interesting uh mindsets and, and things that he went through especially back back or oh, was it 50s or 60s or 70s when he was fighting? Yeah. I think someone's ah, just awesome. his
2: mentality would be great to just you know hear from him and you know hear his experiences but same thing with trope guaamalu like well when I met him in Hawaii he's just some guy that like he's a guy that he just I don't know his mindset is so focused on just you know being True to yourself and being humble. I feel like that's someone that, you know, you should always hang, hang around and surround yourself with. So, definitely Yeah, I absolutely.
1: I reckon he goes down as one of the greatest stealers of all time as well. Definitely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll get into it. Uh, you are one of the, like, enormous talent that is coming out of the Brisbane Rhinos. Is that where you grew up, in Brisbane? Yeah, born and raised in Brisbane my whole life. Yeah. So like it was a natural just to head to the Brisbane Rhinos or how did you get involved with them? So I actually
2: began my um, my journey in Griffith. So I started off at Griffith. Uh, I went there when I was 14. Um, actually, previously I was there. I, I came to the league when uh, the Wildcats were there. So I was 13. And unfortunately, their club had folded and they, they closed. So I was looking for a team and I was coming to the age where I was able to play. Um, and then turned 14 and, and I found Griffith just through some uh, mutual friends, so, um, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, you said that it was around 14. We found a headline that said, you can be too big to play rugby. So, was that part of the decision <laughs> in going across to Gridiron? Can you explain that for us?
2: Yeah, I just, I felt like growing up playing rugby my whole life, um, going to those games, I felt like I was just a lot bigger than the normal kid. Um, even though, you know, kids probably dream to be my size playing rugby, I didn't, I didn't find you know the excitement anymore. I kind of lost that spark a long time ago. So to hear stories that my dad used to play American football, that's where I began my new journey. So I had to take it up.
0: So uh, you said your dad played? Where did he play? Yeah.
2: So he played back in Wellington. He played for a local club back there. So just hearing stories, I'm sure he sounded like he was Tom Brady back then, but it was just a local club over there. <laughs>
1: Was he a lineman, ba- like like lineman, or a linesbacker, dad? or running back? What well, was a Running back. running back. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. Are you bigger
0: than your dad? Yeah, a lot bigger. Makes <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. <sir>. Make
1: sense. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I wouldn't want to tackle you as a like if you were running back running at me. though. I'd, <laughs> I'd be getting out of the way pretty quick. Uh, yeah. yeah sir. good, Daddy. Was that so? That was the catalyst to, to come across that you were a bit bigger, and because you, I saw that. The, the troubles followed you over into Gridon as well because you had to go through a legal battle to try and play up a couple of years. Is that right? Yeah, so what
2: happened was when I got to Griffith, uh, the only team that was there was a under-16 team. It was like, I think you call it the juniors. It was like 14 to 16. And I told my mom, I said, I don't want to play. I don't want to play with um, my age group. I felt like I wanted to... My dad told me growing up, he said, the only way you learn is when you put yourself in tough situations. And so my whole life always played up. So moving into Gridiron, I said, yeah, I want to play under the 19s at 14. I was only 14, but I looked like I was 19, 20.
0: I looked yeah, she, apart, she.
2: but I wasn't. And um, so the club said, you know, we can fight for this. And, you know, we just send some footage of you, just how you are, and how, how big you are and how you move. And um, that's what they did. And it came back and they, they beat the case. And I was able to play at 14.
1: We... Offensive or defensive tackle? Defense. I
2: was playing defensive line, so that's where I started my journey.
1: Yeah, right. But it was your choice to go and say, "I want to go and play against." Like at fourteen, like these guys are men. You like, you you want to play with, but that was your choice. Yeah, that was my choice. I just, I felt
2: like, I felt like. I mean, I needed to be in a in a tough competition. It's the only way I learned is when I put myself in situations like that. So, um, they definitely jumped in the deep
1: end that year. So. It eventually worked out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you would have learned a hell of a lot more than like you said, bashing around 14 year olds. Exactly. But you end up training with the the guys at the End Zone Academy. How did you get involved with them? So just through mutual our
2: uh, mutual friends, I met Jordan uh, Moko, and you know he always reached out. He's like, "Man, we need to start working out, start working out." And he was telling me he's working out at the gym. It was just a shed um, out there yeah. when he was playing with uh, rhinos, and. He was like, yeah, I got a guy, but, you know, when you come, like, you have to stay committed. Like, you don't come, you don't want to bullshit. You don't want to, you know, you just show up one week and don't show up the next. He said, you have to be committed. Like, if you want to go to college, is what it takes. Um, so, I trusted him. I came in. And with the guidance, too, of um, Coach Booker. Coach Booker was, he's kind of, like, shadowing the guys. He was in and out. And um, I, I trusted it. And I went in and I met the boys. Ever since then, we built a great uh, relationship. And, yeah, just took off from there.
0: Do you have a player that you try and like, base your game off or try and play like?
2: Pene, Pene Sue from, uh, from Oregon. Uh, I feel like everything I learned was off YouTube and I used to watch his high, high school uh, videos, his college videos, and all my technique and everything. Um, I try to base it off him. So, someone to look up to.
0: Uh, you tried to head over to the States in 2020 uh, when you enrolled in school in California, but COVID kicked in. Uh, but you got to ascend some camps. Uh, sorry, some camps along the way, and left thinking that Oregon was where you'd end up.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> sorry. Throughout my whole recruiting process and high school journey, I felt like I always wanted to end up in uh, Oregon, hence why where Pene Sewell went. Hmm. I just seeing what they did to him and how they shifted him and they shaped him into the athlete, the freak he is today. I mean, there's only so much that genetics can do, but the you know, the learning abilities, the coaching abilities that Oregon that, that had at the time, that's something that I wanted and I wanted to be a part of that program. So, yeah.
1: Being a, uh, a Packers man that you can see, I think Pene Sewell is going to cause my team a few <laughs> few dramas over the next 10 years, which is uh, hopefully you can go to the Packers and you can uh, you can do it the other way. But <laughs> you you came back from that trip to or from St. Bernard. You didn't actually get to play at all, did you? No, so I,
2: I I still didn't play uh, a game of football in America until last season. So all that yeah, time, it right. was but just COVID and so many like misfortune events. It's just like back to back, everything just stopped me from playing. So yeah.
1: Did you have a like a, a point where you just you know you can understandable getting down in yourself, thinking like this is not meant to happen when you got such setback after setback. Oh, was I mean, definitely. I feel like every. Every hard time that came, it was always a thought in my
2: head, like, maybe this isn't for me. Uh, Maybe this is a way of, you know, of God showing me, you know, maybe this isn't your path. So every time, and I think the biggest motivation was my family. Like, my parents just always said, you know, like, you come so far, you have to just stick it through. And and then chase your dream. Like, you have to remember the day where football was always on your mind. It was your dream and your passion. So there's times where it got tough and the days where I wanted to quit, like, they always just stuck it to me. Like, hey, nah. Like
1: this is your, your goal and your, your dream. Yeah, shout out to Mum and Dad, that's awesome. But when you when you came back, you hooked back up with the Rhinos, is that right?
2: Yeah, so when I came back, uh, I was looking for a team. Uh still floating around. But just going back through the history of, of Gridone in, in Brisbane, Rhinos were always a powerhouse. It was either, you know, the Rhinos mm. or the Singries in the playoffs. So and just seeing, you know, what Jordan was doing back there before I got there. Um just to see that the culture that was developing there with Coach Booker coming in, I want to be a part of it. And, um, you know, well, with, with time moving on, Jordan ended up moving over to Texas, uh, whenever to play. And Coach Booker went overseas, you know, for his you know future goals. So, I mean, the team was still great. The coaches were still great. And, you know, just got a brotherhood within the Rhinos and decided to stay there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But you you only played the one or two years there, and then you've you've shipped back off over. You just said you're on uh, you're on spring break from high school, which was is it Lasalle? LaSalle? Yeah, Maculata
2: Lasalle. Lasalle. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, how did you end up that? Like, like, that's the complete opposite side of the uh, the not the globe, but of America compared to Oregon. How did you end up there instead of in Oregon? Um, it, it's it's been like a long journey. So it's a wild
2: story, but to. Long story We've got, got nothing but time <laughs> Long story short I got banned in California so that's the reason of me moving to like Florida to play. So I got banned in California due to the reason of me playing Sun Devils. I played Sun Devils um, 2019. in 2020 yeah. no it was end of 2019 when I went over to America the year my clock didn't uh, reset the 12 months and I rolled into high school. So you can't play the same sport within the 12 months no matter where you are in the world. That's that rule oh, yeah, in CIF. Right. So, unfortunately, you know, they banned me for 12 months. And um, again, too, with the whole COVID, California sports, it kind of put a stop to it. Um, there's a lot of high school sports that stopped. So, you know, I wanted to look elsewhere. And I feel like Miami and well, Florida in general, the weather type was more like close to home. It felt more like um, home. Yeah. Moved
1: to Miami. See you, in. Yeah, not Yeah, not a bad choice regarding the weather. <laughs> yeah. <isn't it>? yeah. <laughs>
0: Except at the, yep. except at the moment, it's uh, bloody raining a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I mean, picking my high school wasn't too, it wasn't too hard. I felt like. Well, they sold me, but they were like, yeah, we have 600 girls and 200 boys. <laughs> and we have an ice cream machine. Uh,
1: he's playing the ratios. <laughs> smart, smart. That's, uh, yeah, we, we have it's a, good the man that's thinking with his hands.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have an ice cream machine and everything. They sold me that. I still don't use it. So <laughs> they definitely got me. So you ended up finishing your senior year and you were rated a three-star recruit. Did you like hear about that and how that rating sit with you?
2: Oh, actually, I like confronted the guy that, that does the rankings when I was in Hawaii playing the Polynesian ball. I said, Man, you got me as a three star. And then his first thing was, Yeah, but look how long you've been in America. And for me, I mean, me personally, I feel like you shouldn't base someone, someone's talent based off how long they've been playing a sport. I feel like, you know, well, just like everything, numbers, well, people lie, numbers don't. And I feel like when you're looking at, I guess, the talent that I played against, you can kind of say, yeah, well, he didn't play against the top guys in the country, but I, it doesn't mean I wasn't worse than 4 stars. like, we played a bunch of teams with great talent. So, I mean, stars don't matter when you play high school football. Once you get to college, you're in the locker room, everyone's the same, no matter where you were, five-star, four-star. Yeah, once you get to college, you get to the next level, it's like your whole, like, your platform, your 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 portfolio just resets. So, it doesn't
0: matter. And was it quite a natural process, uh going to Miami. Like did you have many other offers?
2: Oh uh, yeah, I had a I had a bunch of offers um before, previous to Miami, the move to Miami. Um and during this time actually the coaches at Oregon, they had just left and they just moved into Miami. So it was like a it was like a like a perfect match. And in my heart I always knew I was gonna go to Miami and follow the coaches because my heart was set in Oregon for those coaches. Um so it was just like everything happened for a reason and, and put me in a great spot and a great position.
0: Did schooling come into the decision at all? Like, and what are you studying?
2: Um, <laughs> well, talking to, my, uh, to the college and to the coaches, they were telling us that when we get there, then we get to kind of decide what you want to learn and study. Unfortunately, the way that like, practices are set up in your schedules, a lot of classes you want to take, you won't be able to take. And a lot of courses you want to take, you won't be able to take either. So I think that's something that I have to talk to my advisor, and kind of take a, a a subject based off that.
1: Yeah, nice. So you're still working through the the schooling side of things. Yeah, definitely. What 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 would so taking football out of it? What would be the dream going forward? Like obviously, you mentioned Donald Trump before. Are you, are you thinking following in his footsteps? Um, I feel like the footsteps I want to follow is somewhat of Dwayne Johnson,
2: kind of something what he did. You know. Even though he was a football player, like he's also known for so many other things, and um, I feel like definitely want to take up if someone acting or wrestling or just being an entrepreneur. I feel like I want to have I want to have a lot of how to explain it, like businesses, like things that I'm involved in. I want to I want to do a lot in life. I feel like I don't want to settle with football. I don't want to be known as oh he was an NFL player. I feel like I want to be known for doing a lot more things than just football. So yeah, have like a.
0: Like-
1: well, you're retired you retire a hell of a lot longer than you are playing, so you want to have something behind um, you. Oh, definitely, yep.
0: You have multiple avenues um, to be able to go down. That's definitely, definitely a good option.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, the best thing now with the, the WWE, they're, they're a lot more open for athletes, um, you know, former college athletes and former NFL players. It's good to also build your name, build your brand. I feel like once you find that, that platform and you build your platform, um, there's really no limit to what you want to do in life.
1: Dwayne wasn't he a player at the U as well? Yeah, yeah. His name is everywhere, like the locker room, yeah, really? Johnson everywhere. So it's great. Oh, so it's not a bad. Uh, does he does he ever get back? Have you have you ever met
2: the man? Or? I haven't met him not yet, not yet. But um, he comes he comes to the games a lot. Uh, we're just looking at previous games. I think he's a, he's around the culture, but he's just a busy man. He's doing so much, so I don't expect him to be there every game.
1: Nah, he'll have you up at 4am doing gym just like he (laughs) is every other day. Ah, grass. How's it actually been at Miami? What have we, have you been in the facilities and and checked all that stuff out yet? Yeah,
2: so I just finished my forms uh, when I was back in Miami, so I'm able to go on campus and use the facility whenever I like, even though that I'm not enrolled yet, I'm still in high school, I can still go in and use the weight room, the, the treatment and everything, so I've been able to, you know, take it, I mean, use the advantage and just go in whenever I feel like it, and, and work out with the boys or um, use the facility. So which is good too. And you know, it's the upper hand. That's the best thing about committing to somewhere that it's in your hometown. You know, if I was committed to a school or signed with a school on the other side of America, it's a bit harder to you know take visits where I can go every day after school and go hang out with the boys and build a relationship with them.
1: And is that? Have you already started some spring ball or anything like that?
2: Nah, so I haven't. Um, Oh, you, you say, like, have I started with the team? I haven't started with the team yet.
1: No, nah, but have you any no practices or anything? yet? No,
2: nah, I'm not that a practice with the team. Uh, I can go, I can work out with the team as long as there's no coaches around. So, oh, other than well. that, I mean, no, nah, they have a game this weekend which I won't be there, unfortunately. So, when will you officially be enrolled in, and on the field? End of May. So, we go in uh, okay. sometime end of May. And then um, start so practice pretty much at ASAP. Go straight into working out, learning
1: the playbook. Are you
2: nervous about? Nah, that? not nervous. I think I've been around Miami and been around the team long enough to. It feels like it feels like natural to me. You know, you're walking in through the campus and they're always like, I, I swear you go here because I'm always there. Like I'm always around the team, <laughs> and there's a joke. They joke about it because I go and I shop and I go through the nutrition lounge. And I'm always taking snacks, <laughs> and they're like, "I saw you come and just steal the snacks."
1: So, <laughs> I don't think anyone. When you're six foot six, and are you at three hundred and ten? Are, no, are we heavier? Are we lighter? Three thirty. Three thirty-five. Three thirty. Yeah. So you're six 6'7", six, six, seven. Three thirty. I'm probably not going to say no to you when you're coming <laughs> past me and grabbing a snack. <laughs> hey man, you take it. It's yeah, all yours. I love
2: it though. They're cool though. You know the team's great. We have a group, brand new team, brand new coaching staff. So we're just building a better locker room atmosphere so it's good and you get along well yeah. with the
1: boys what's up yeah yeah well we have
2: Aussie there too now he's a he's a punter so yeah he's, I did
1: see that he's a uh, sign I might have reached out to him just uh maybe get in his ear and tell him to I get a hold of I'm us sure
2: I'm sure when he sees this go off he's gonna want
1: to jump yeah. on I agree I did see in a few videos that you're you're you get mixed up as a Hawaiian or a Samoan man, but you're a proud Samoan. How is it taking your, your culture and, and the heritage over to the, uh, the East Coast?
2: Um, it's, been, it's been somewhat challenging because I feel like the culture of like, the Polynesians isn't as big as it is on the West Coast. Yeah, the West Coast, there's a lot of Polynesians there. But on the East Coast, everyone just assumes you're Hawaiian, 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 and yeah. everything. And you just have to educate them slowly, like, no, nah, I'm Samoan. Like, you see me everywhere wearing a Samoan singlet, a Samoan top. So just, like, educating them and even the guys in the locker room, there's a lot of guys that have never had a Samoan on the team. And at least now that Miami's recruiting a lot more Polynesians, which is good, um, I feel like we just bring a, a different culture to the sport and we bring a lot more family vibes to the team.
1: So, yeah. But are they getting around you, getting around it? Yeah, yeah,
2: definitely. Um, I think when the media blew up when they were saying that I was the first Polynesian kid to play high school football in Miami itself, not Florida, but in Miami itself. So they haven't had a Samoan playing in high school football in Miami yet. So
1: I think slowly we need to move to these It's a lot more <laughs> tropical. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it. So- a hell of a lot more like Samoa, right? Yeah,
2: the only thing is, just so far away from family, and obviously the Polynesians are all about family, so it's tough making the sacrifice to move across that far.
0: And have have your family like come over much?
2: Yeah, so my mom she stays with me. Um, she flies in, flies out, makes sure that everything's good. Obviously, because I'm still in high school, so you know, mom's still around. But my dad, he'll come out every football season, uh, make sure he's around too.
1: And then eventually the film will come out for the games. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. So there has been some huge raps about you, like I said, uh, in the media, or like you said, in the media, you know, first Polynesian to play over there. And uh, Miami have come out and said that they've actually got a hidden gem in yourself. Have you felt like any pressure behind that? Like, Because it's pretty huge raps. For, I saw a video of someone videoing you in a training session, like Frankie's first session with the boys, like, if they're watching you already, and you you like you said, you're not enrolled until May. Like, have you felt that pressure, or is it just you know another day, another dollar? Um,
2: I feel like the pressure isn't there's no, there's no pressure. Um, just because they, they they don't force you or they don't expect me to come in there and be you know uh, the best player out there. They don't expect me to come in there and be a, you know uh, a Pro Bowl talent. I feel like it's more just a they're excited to see what I bring to the team and what I bring to the sport. Obviously, it's still a big question mark, even though I played one season over here. But they have to remember, like, I'd never had the coaching abilities that most of these guys have. So it's still a big question mark. I think everyone's excited. The Miami fans are excited and just the college um, the college fan base are excited too. Um, but nah, I don't I don't feel like I don't feel like there's a lot of pressure. Uh, I think there's a lot of guys in there that have great talent and I'm not going to say I'm going to sit here and say, you know, they're better than me. I feel like this is something that, you know, the best man plays. So um, there's a lot of guys in there that I would love to learn off. Uh, For instance, you know, Francis, he's a guy that he's a young kid and he's going to go in there and he's the type of guy that he can go into any college he wants and he can start. And I feel like that's someone I want to, you know, I want to learn off him and be a sponge no matter, you know, everyone's playing for the starting position, but I want to play to get myself better. I don't feel like I need to go in there and be the big dog and hey, I'm this, I'm that and try and take anyone's spot, I just want to get better and, and learn off those guys that have been playing for years
0: So, yeah, obviously improvement's a massive uh, tick on your list, but do you have any other major goals that you've got set for the upcoming season? For
2: this season um, I'm excited to get in the room with Coach Marble. Um I definitely want to be a sponge, like I said but I'm excited to see, you know my abilities, you know, where, where, where will I be with good coaching, with great coaching? And, you know, I can only do so much off like natural talent that when I get that proper coaching and that proper, you know, um, the proper teaching, I'm excited to see where I'll be this season. You know, I'm excited. excited for the team excited for me. So. What
0: about, what about a little bit more long-term goals?
2: Long-term goals. Um, my biggest long term goal—I don't tell many people this—but eventually, I want to come back to Australia and and I want to create my own IMG, like you know what I mean. I, I want to I yeah, want to create yes. my own IMG, not just for football, but for golf, for rugby, for swimming. I want to be able to have a big facility where people can go, like, oh, we need these athletes, you know, come to us. Like we will have everything, and I feel like that's something that wants to be—I want to be my final goal, as well. Like it's it's where my final give back to everyone. Um, I don't think it would be a profit. it would be more like. Um, what I needed when I was, like, that age. And I feel like if I would have had this, I would have gotten to the the next level a lot easier instead of going through and learning. You know, there's a lot of corrupt things in in America, and when you don't understand how things work over here, it's easy to get lost. So I think that's one of my final, like, major goals is to come back and have a facility where, you know, kids can get the training they need and kids can get the coaching and, and, you know, they can network and obviously move on to the next level. So...
1: Yeah, we were lucky enough to speak to young Tom Huber, who's in IMG yeah. over there at the moment, and like it's, it is literally next level that kind of stuff over there. So, do you have you, you mentioned golf and things like that, and you unfortunately fell out of love with rugby, but do you have any other sports that you kind of still get around? Um, well, lately I've been watching a lot of rugby. I'm not gonna lie,
2: like seeing the hype and you know the Dolphins and bringing that new team in. Well, I would say UFC. Uh, I've been getting in the UFC yeah. lately. I think that's something that's like starting to grow a lot bigger uh, worldwide. So, and especially with the fight the other day, it brings um, it brings you know, Australia, New Zealand. I feel like every major fight always has at least Australia, New Zealand on the card. So I think it's better for us to you know put us on the map.
1: But I would say you're too. not. Have you been involved in the UFC? You're not going to actually get in for a fight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, no, no
2: not yet, but that's something that I always thought, like, I always thought, like, damn, I'll be a, I'll be a massive fighter. What? It was like, who would I verse in six, 6'6", <laughs> six, you know, or coming in at 330,
1: like. Yeah, what What would What would the right, like, is that super heavyweight? Super like,
2: heavyweight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> nah, but. Like, I'm sure, uh, is it, Adesanya would, he take you on. Take yeah, on I reckon he would take
2: you on. Or Conor McGregor, I'll fight Conor McGregor. I'll fight Conor McGregor. <laughs> or, I'll
1: fight Miller, <laughs> yeah. you a crack. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love Husband yeah. he's awesome but I reckon if you fight maybe if you fight Connor that'd be really good for your brand you know the entrepreneur side he's a, he's a bit of an yeah, entrepreneur definitely. so yeah line that up and
0: you'll be maybe post NFL though you'll be about 50 <laughs> but that's alright definitely be able to take away a bag if you're fighting Connor
2: oh definitely they got brings in the crowd
0: <laughs> and just nah. like it'll be like David versus Goliath though he's not the biggest for <laughs> people
1: yeah yeah you, you mentioned Muhammad Ali. Can you uh, float like a butterfly and sting like a bee? Uh, uh, connor has got pretty quick hands. Yeah,
2: well, I have a video. There's a video of me somewhere on the internet. It's just on my footwork. And I'm doing the, the shuffle, the famous shuffle. And I, I was actually waiting for my car. The tire was getting changed. And... Um, and I was quite in the traffic
0: cone. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you win? Yeah, of
1: course. Of course. lose. lose. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nice. Uh, we've got another couple of questions for you, mate, just to finish off. But it's, this has been one of the quickest half an hour that I've ever been involved in. So I really, uh, to be able to get this to actually work, I really appreciate you taking the time. Coming down to you came down to Australia, let's not lie, just to speak to us. So it's uh it's really appreciated that you've given up this time just to talk to us, mate.
0: Nah, always.
1: Danny, do you want to go first or, or me? <laughs>
0: Last one. If you've got, if you got any advice for like obviously you went over when we played high school, obviously we spoke about the little guffs and stuff like through COVID and all of that. If you got any advice for like younger kids and younger generations that are listening to this that wanna Get to the states and make that next step. Was there any advice that you can give them to make it an easier process for them?
2: Yeah, I would say network. You'll have to network, and don't be afraid to get in coaches' faces. Like, don't be scared of message and in spam inboxes and reach out to players. And I feel like we're at the point where there isn't there is no real cheat code. There's no hey, message this guy and he'll get your D one offer. I feel like it comes down to you and whether you put the work in. If you put the work in and you have that good film, sending the film out and getting eyes isn't a problem. But you need something to grab at attention. Like, I feel like you need to stand out and be different. And it also, I mean, it does help that, you you know, you're probably born with blessed abilities and blessed size. And, but again, too, hard work and dedication it comes a long way. Um, and don't give up. There's going to be times where you reach reaching out and you're getting no progression. There's no one replying. There's no one, there's no hope. And you feel like you, like, give up. And you just have to keep going and keep pushing it. Like reach out to coaches, reach out to players and just network. You have to. Like you can't rely on a friend of a friend. Like you have to be the one to be like, hey, like my name's this. I have this. Look at my film. And I feel like going on after that it just comes with just I mean, hard work and dedication. Like everyone says it's gonna be like sound like a broken record, but you have to be. Like you have to just stay dedicated and and your time's gonna come. And don't feel like you're too old and I'm running out of time. There's always, you know, there's always something to do nowadays. You don't even have to play college football to go in the NFL. And it's showing. I mean, you can go and play Europe, get that film and go the back doors to the NFL. So if your goal is to play football, whether you're in the NFL or the XFL, as long as you're playing football. So remember why you're doing it.
1: Holy shit, I feel like I can run through a brick wall after that, even though I reckon I am probably hitting that little bit too old mark, but uh, yeah, shit. And you kind of treaded on my question a bit, Danny, but that's fine. <laughs> I, uh, I I want to know, the, the question I have to finish off, uh, I really do appreciate that you, you say that there's a lot of corruption over in America, but... One of the guys you want to speak to is Donald Trump. I reckon that's
0: hilarious to start with. <laughs>
1: look, look, I just,
2: I just want to get the visa for the family. We're going to be good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> smart, smart. You know, you know the network. You just said networking. Yep. You know who you're going to talk to. But I want to get to the two sides of Frankie the entrepreneur side and then the the, the footballer or the sporting side of thing. Uh It's kind of what you went into before. But in five years' time, where are those two different men sitting? Five years' time. Five years time, my second year in the league. Well, I think that knocks over on <laughs> one question.
0: <laughs> one side of the thing.
1: So, we're definitely in the league. Yeah, second, where where second would, would you. I'm um, feeling comfortable. If you had a team right now, who Dolphins, who would you go to? Dolphins. Uh, that's uh, it. Nice. Yeah. Stay at home, Chad. Fair I have, enough.
2: I'm, I'm a bit biased. I love Miami. Look, I I don't care about winning or losing. Like, I'm playing football, living in Miami. It's paradise. That's it. And, um, but yeah, five years from now, I think settled into the to the league, probably ready to start a family, um, retired the family already, my parents, my mom, i all taken care of. Um, and getting ready to take the next step. A, we're just going to ride that wave as long as we can. And in the background, we're going to have brand, clothing brands and everything. So working on it. And um, obviously, with the help of uh, Enzo and that, hopefully we can build that program back here at the same time. Um, but like I said, ride the wave as long as you can, and you know there's gonna be a day where you know you won't be playing forever. So once that, that wave finishes, that uh, you take the next wave and you continue.
0: So at this stage where you're at, it's the league or bust.
2: Um. Well, I just I don't, I'm the type of person where like I manifest everything I did in my life. Like I don't say, man, I want to go play football if anything i'll just go work for my dad or i'll go work for the Nah, i just like i feel like i push it i push it i push it and if that problem comes then i'll deal with it then um but other than that i have a checklist on my i have on my notes I, I've, I've had it my whole life and it was just everything i wanted in my life whether i want to play high school football in the usa and i made it clear that's what i wanted and i feel like that's what i do is i keep pushing it until i get it so i finished that and my next one is play college football and move on from there. And I have this checklist and I always go over it and I tick it off. I had I wanna play All American and Polynesian Bowl. I didn't get invited to All American Bowl, but I did get invited to Polynesian Bowl. We ticked that one off and if you don't get invited to American Bowl, it's fine. But you just have to keep moving on in life. And you know, I feel like you just shouldn't you shouldn't stop because you didn't get what you want, but you have to move on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the amount of inspiration that's coming out of uh, everyone who's, yeah. who's coming out of the end zone and like uh, all the young lads and stuff that we're talking to is it honestly, it's incredible. It's humbling. It's humbling okay. to be able to chat to you guys. So thank you. And also thank you for inspiring not only us, but also the younger generation.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you good. Thank you. No, nah, and that's... Uh, I, we've come to the end of this, mate, but I really do... You are such an inspiration. Just talking to you now, like we, we we've messaged before this, but to actually sit down and talk with you, you truly are an inspiration. And and the young Polynesian kids, especially coming forward, that are going to watch this Thank for you. sure. Uh, I look forward to to watching, and I'm going to have to get a Miami U helmet for the back for sure. Need to, we need to. Yes, go Kings, Kings <laughs> nah, awesome man. We'll uh, we'll definitely keep on top of you and see how you're going. And uh, we wish you the best of luck going forward. It sounds like you've You've got your head screwed on, which is awesome. And uh, I love I do love the fact that the NFL or, or even playing is not, it's just being there with the boys, having fun, you know. And it's all I always go by the mantra. Are you winning because you're you're having fun or you're having fun because you're winning? But I reckon you if you're having fun, you are going a long way towards winning. And it yeah. sounds like you're definitely a long way towards Thank that mate. You. We'll uh we'll speak Thank to you, you soon. Appreciate
2: you, boys. Have a good one, eh? We'll
0: talk soon. We'll definitely
2: check Jeez, back mate. in <laughs> um, postseason, 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get back on the call again. But other than that, I mean, we will family now. Reach out and we'll jump on the call again. So don't be shy to, to reach us and send a, send a message. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Frankie.
0: We'll you, will man. do,
1: it, mate. Absolutely. All right. Jeez, have soon. a good one. Bye. you, mate.